I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Set. Hello, hello, hello. This is Polly. Welcome. Thanks for joining me on Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And today I have a practice that I think hits all of those. But don't hit pause, right? Don't hit pause. I'm going to tell you what this is. Stay with me here. You know, when I was in college, I worked at a local radio station and everything was dials and and buttons and analog. And we'd say, don't hit that dial when we were going to a commercial break because we don't want people to, to turn us off. Stay with me here today on Simply Said. We're talking about meditation. That topic either gets people curious and interested or it completely freaks them out. So stay with me on this because doesn't have to be hard. We don't have to make it hard. There don't have to be. For years, I thought there was a right way and a wrong way to meditate. And that alone kept me from giving it a try. Because I've told you before, I'm a rule follower, right? And there were so many rules about how to meditate that not only could I not understand them all, or how to make them tangible. But I thought I was doing it wrong all the time. And and that just put me off. I'm here to tell you that if I can meditate, anyone can meditate, I can hardly sit through an hour and a half movie, right? So we don't have to make this so hard. Now our practice can deepen and grow the longer we do it over the years. But we don't have to start any certain place. There isn't a right way to do it in the beginning. There are just many ways of doing this. And when we take the time, I think it's super powerful. You know, science shows that it benefits our immune function, makes us stronger, which right now in particular uh, would be awesome, right? If we had a stronger and better functioning immune system to help ward against colds and flus and corona and whatever else we've got going such as chronic disease. It can ease stress, which is a major thing in our lives because they know that stress on our body and the sustained levels of cortisol make us sick and upset and depressed and all these other things that we don't want to do in our lives, right? But beyond that, beyond that physical health benefits, I think meditation is really restorative. Um, It helps us Focus on the present moment where there isn't a 14 year old daughter to negotiate with or a client waiting on your project. It lowers our blood pressure. It helps us gain some clarity of mind um, and some awareness, which I always think is hopeful going forward. When we know what we're thinking and what we're doing, the importance of that, then we can be really deliberate in our lives. Um, so I think it's it's super powerful. It's not a job for me. Uh, most days I meditate in the morning when I get up, uh, anywhere from five minutes to a half hour. Uh, sometimes I'll get caught up in it and time will just slip away, which uh, is a great thing. I remember the first time that happened. But for at least a year, I was literally watching the clock. Am I done that? Am I done yet? Am I done? It seemed like it was going on so long, but it also really taught me how to have focused presence, a focusing of the mind, 
which has been super helpful in uh, parenting, in work, when I need to sit down and do the writing. When it comes to listening to other people, friends, and in my husband, in relationship, when I'm on my game, I can give them that kind of focused attention that they deserve and quiet my own mind so I'm not so anxious and so reactive so I can become a better listener and more responsive rather than reactive. So that's how it's really helped me. I think meditation has helped me be a lot more productive. And honestly, I rarely get sick. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. But I don't get colds and I don't get the flu. Um, and I think meditation has helped me a very type A personality to settle a little bit and to look at my thoughts so that I'm deliberate in what I'm choosing to think instead of worried and letting them run away with me. Right now, this summer, that's been really helpful because I'm thinking about online school and my work schedule with everybody working from home and those kind of things. And those kind of things can send me down the rabbit hole of stress. And that really doesn't help me in any way, right? You cannot accomplish anything um, when you're in that panic reactive mode. But when I can uh, notice these thoughts in the morning before the day begins, it's like, ha, huh, okay, am I making something that isn't there? Am I worrying about something that hasn't happened yet? And so that's helped me to feel a lot better and start the day from a, a lot stronger position, a lot more hopeful position. So there you go. That's why I think you should meditate, right? And, um, I think you should, uh, you know, give it a go without worrying about how you feel or what you notice or what your experience is. In the beginning for me, and I've been meditating for years now in different ways, which I'm, I'm going to tell you about, you know, I, sometimes I'm three minutes in the morning. Sometimes I've meditated for as long as an hour and a half in the evenings. Um, it changes as I change and grow. It changes as uh, my schedule changes. But it's something I really like to do. And it's something and I didn't always. And it's something I try to do at least four days a week, uh, for some amount of time and in different ways, because I find it supports me. Um, practice this, right? Give it a try, treat it like an adventure, a trip you're going on without needing any outcome. Because for me, in the beginning, I didn't really feel anything but a racing mind. And that was part of it. I've had meditations where I fell asleep. And that's part of it, right? So there are no wrong answers to this, particularly in the beginning. All I'm going to ask you to do is sit quietly and comfortably. Set the timer and give it a go for five minutes or ten minutes. And as the weeks go on, build up that time in be open to whatever comes and see what does come. Meditation has been practiced thousands of years and it's really a, a stillness, right? A sitting quiet, a noticing of your breath, a focus on the present moment. And there are lots of ways people do it. Um, mindfulness meditation is where you pay attention to the moment, focus on the breath, notice your thoughts coming through without judging them. Many people practice transcendental meditation, which is a specific form of meditation, which you're trained on. And you're giving a mantra that is uh, true for you. And you're asked to repeat that um, with focus on that mantra throughout the meditation. 
I have not done this. I've only read about it and talked to people who practice it. But it's really powerful for people. Some people meditate while staring at an icon, an image or a statue of a Buddha or Jesus or a picture of a energy burst or an exploding star, something that carries some positive image for them. And they'll look at that image or that flickering candle throughout their meditation and focus only on that object. I generally sit with my eyes closed on the corner of the couch, right? There's a loving kindness meditation where you focus on uh, showing yourself loving kindness through repeated statements. And that also is then often carried over to people that you have neutral feelings about or people that you're in conflict with and and demonstrating them loving kindness through almost like a prayer that you meditate. I love this. I, I use this a lot, especially when I'm feeling particularly unsettled in my life or, or angry or reactive. There's sound meditation um, where you can listen to a sound, uh, a chime. I've done that. I've listened to uh, rain uh, recordings awesome, um, or where you chant, om, or ah, or say your om mantra, the om and ah meditation I love, because you can feel, you repeat it over and over, and you can feel the vibration uh, down through your soul and your body, and, and I've enjoyed that at different times. And always there's guided meditation. Go to Headspace or uh, any of those places online. You can sign up for a subscription. There's lots of free meditations online on YouTube as well. And follow with a teacher who will guide you through the meditation and give you the mantras. And often there's soothing music playing in the background. Um, And I think any one of these is worth doing. So if you're not the kind that wants to sit in the morning and, and, be quiet and mindful. Maybe you want to try a moving meditation and that's okay too. We're going to be talking about these today. So mindful meditation is really what I'm doing now, what I do mostly. And what it means is you sit quietly and comfortably. I am not twisted up like a pretzel when I meditate. In fact, I couldn't twist up. So Really, you don't have to be in any particular position or any type of yogic position. When my body's been really sore, I've even meditated while laying flat. But what I recommend so that you can move the attention and energy throughout your body is to sit in a comfortable space, sit straight up, your back straight. And then I just lay my hands on my knees. You can lay your palms up if you feel like the energy comes to you that way. Get comfortable in a position that doesn't hurt your body where you could sit for 20 minutes or so. I like to go to the same place in the same position every day because it kind of primes my mind for my meditation time. And you want a quiet, peaceful space. I, I don't do this in the living room when there's basketball on and kids running in and out, right? So I do this in the early morning for me. I've also done it in the evening in my office at the end of the day where there's a corner of my space where I have some incense or candles and and cool figurines and so forth that make me feel connected. So find your space, go to it every day. And then for a mindfulness meditation, you sit still, you notice your breath, 
in and out, right? You give your thought to your breath. You feel that air coming in through your nose or through your mouth and down your throat, your windpipe and your neck and into your lungs as they fill and into your belly as your diaphragm pushes that air in and out. You just notice that process. Your thoughts stay focused on that breathing. Stay focused on the now. Now, thoughts are going to come in and out. And if you're like me, you get bombarded by them. The minute you settle, it's like your brain, your mind is going, hey, 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 listen to me, listen to me. It's okay to notice them. You're going to notice them. Your mind is going to wander. Notice them and I just... I just blow them out with my next thought. My thoughts become almost like clouds coming through my mind. They come in real light and I say, oh, there you are. I see that cloud coming through. I see that thought coming through. I just let it go. During mindful meditation, you sit in the moment, become very present to how your body is feeling, the thoughts coming through your head, your breath, and you don't attach to anything. You don't pass judgment. You don't have an opinion. You don't criticize yourself or others. You don't criticize your meditation process. You know, for the first year, I was like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Am I meditating? Is this meditation? You don't attach to anything like that. You just simply notice. Now, you're going to possibly lose your way. I certainly did. These thoughts, and even now today, these thoughts come in and I will attach to them or I'll say, oh yeah, she made me really mad or I need to get to this today at work or whatever it is. The goal then in that moment is to notice that noticing, notice that attachment and come back to the breath Say, ah, okay, I don't need to deal with that right now and let that thought go. Allow them to pass through without opinion, without comment, right? That's mindfulness meditation. The cool thing about this is, number one, you don't need anything to do it, right? The process is fairly simple. I would remind you that for me, meditation is not easy. There are days when uh, I feel very refreshed and restored and connected. And there are days when I feel like it's just been one thought after another bombarding me and getting hung up in those ideas. And that's okay. Don't beat yourself up. This is a process and this is a learning. You'll get better at it over time, but then some days you won't be. And that's okay. There don't have to be these rules. We don't have to be wound up in doing this right or wrong. The process is in the doing, right? The importance is in the doing. The mind is not going to be quiet and don't worry about it. It's, it's about noticing your breath and your mind and your body and being part of that in the moment. And that's mindfulness meditation. I, I love it because it's a simple process, though meditation itself is not easy. I don't need to get hung up in all that. So stay focused on the now. Notice the thoughts coming in and out. And one important thing is, I can't remember if I said this, set a timer. In the beginning, it's going to feel long in particular. And you'll be like, am I done yet? Am I done yet? Set a timer. So you don't have to worry about it. Then quiet everything else. Don't look at your phone. Don't do anything. Set the timer for five minutes or 10 minutes in the beginning or 20 minutes. And challenge yourself to sit there noticing for that amount of time. When the timer goes off, get up and be done. Don't judge yourself for how well or how poorly you feel like it went because the act of meditation is what we're going for. So if you do it, you do it, right? Um, Another form of meditation is loving kindness meditation. And this is really one for yourself and others. And this is super 
powerful. Loving kindness meditation is about repeating almost a prayer. You begin with yourself and you, you sit comfortably and quietly and you breathe gently. And as you're breathing, you say to yourself, or you can say it aloud, I say it to myself, traditional phrases that have been translated over the years in a lot of different ways, but they're the phrases that are really directed toward your own well-being. You begin with yourself and your well-being, and then as time goes on and you become more practiced, then you can extend this to others too. People that, that you feel like are going through a hard time, people that you're having a difficult time with in your life are finding it hard to love, and here's what you do. So you sit quietly, just like you do in mindfulness meditation. You put your attention on the breath. And then instead of simply noticing your thoughts, you repeat this prayer or these traditional phrases. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I feel safe and protected. Or may I be safe from inner and outer dangers. May I be well in body and mind. May I be at ease and happy, right? That's the crux of this. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be safe from inner and outer dangers. May I be well in body and mind. May I be at ease and happy. I've used variations of this because it's easier for me to remember and it seems more um, modern and applicable to where I'm at. I'll say may I be happy and at ease, or may may I be comfortable and at ease, may I be happy, may I be healthy, may I be strong and well, may I feel safe and protected, may I be filled with loving kindness. So that might be a variation. Whatever it is you adopt, use the same phrasing through every loving kindness meditation that you do and practice this for a month every morning or evening whenever you decide to meditate find a comfortable quiet spot tune into your breath and your body how you're feeling in the present moment and then spend 15 or 20 minutes focused on the loving kindness phrases repeating them to yourself silently or aloud bringing them into your body meditating on contemplating on their meaning and the well-being of your body and your experience in this life. This is, to me, really gentle and really powerful and really compassionate. We often don't extend self-compassion to ourselves, and it's easy to start freaking out and letting the challenges of our daily life run away with us and get stressed out, right? To me, this is uh, refreshing, a loving kindness meditation. It roots me in my humanity. And then it allows me also to give that to others. When I know a friend who's going through a tough time or when there's somebody that I care about that I haven't connected with very well uh, or I have a difficulty in a relationship in my life, I will extend this loving kindness meditation to them too. And it's a, a way of sharing and giving and living with compassion and awareness uh, that we are all connected and there is this energy thread that binds us all. And that's a, a powerful place to be. That's a loving place to be. So try loving kindness. When you're having a tough time, when you've been really hard on yourself or you're not feeling very successful, when you want to support another, or just when you want to touch on 
our own grace and our own humanity, I, I think you'll find it uh, really peaceful. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty section today where I share favorite things, something that's helped me uh, live life better. And today I want you to check out this website and the great meditation teacher, Sharon Salzberg. And on www.mindful.org, she writes about loving kindness and she takes us through a loving kindness meditation. And it's a great article. It also gives a great overview on how she makes this work and her own thoughts about it. How Sometimes it's difficult or wandering and how it also can empower us. But the meditation, the guided meditation, just hit play. You'll see the video there. Hit play and go through it with her to get a sense of how one of the great meditation practitioners goes through this. And I think it's simply nifty. I think it's worth doing. So go to mindful.org and search for Sharon Salzberg, Loving Kindness Takes Time. That's the name of the article. I'll put this in the show description if you want to go to it. Sharon Salzberg writes a lot on the site and she has a lot of uh, wisdom to share there if you're interested in her practice and her teachings, which is a great place also to start. But if you want to learn more about loving kindness today, I think it's simply nifty. Loving Kindness Takes Time by Sharon Salzberg on mindful.org. Or check it out. Okay. Finally, I'm going to talk about one more meditation. Again, there are many varieties of this, but I want to get into walking meditation today because there are people um, like me, formerly, who would listen to this and think there is no way I can sit still with the, my thoughts for 20 minutes. First of all, of course you can. It gets better with practice. But even now, years into this, some days it really sucks. <laughs> some days it's very hard. I always feel better for have done it. But some days I do just feel like I'm sitting there wrestling with my own thoughts. Um, so be gentle with yourself. It's another way I get at this too. Writing meditation. Uh, so that's another way. Sit down and keep your pen moving across the page. Don't pick it up. Don't correct grammar. Don't do anything but writing stream of consciousness what comes into your head for 20 minutes. You could do it that way too. But, but if you're feeling restless, if you feel more on the body when you're physical, try a moving meditation. There are several ways of doing this. Yoga can be very meditative for people. Slow stretching practices can be a meditative thing. Dancing while you're focusing on the movement of a single body part or rhythm of the music. Tai Chi is another form of meditation. I've done them all. Um, but the one that I think is applicable to everyone is walking meditation, you know, dancing and Tai Chi and, um, Yoga, those are forms of movement meditation. If you like those things, the important thing to remember is to not play music, to not bring in a whole lot of outside stimulus. Just be quiet with your thoughts while you're going through the movements and focus on the movement. That's how a med moving meditation can work. But let's talk about walking meditation it's getting really popular um, because people are recognizing that this is a way of incorporating their physical exercise and movement with their spiritual growth. What you want to do is put on those tennis shoes and get moving. But before setting out on your walk, take a few deep breaths and center yourself in your 
body, right? Become mindful of the physical sensations you're feeling before you walk. And then go out and walk at a pace that is comparable for you. Focus your attention on the soles of your feet hitting the pavement, the the muscles moving in your shoulders and your arms as you swing your arms. Notice the pressure in your legs as your calf muscles ignite, your knees unhinge and push with each step. Focus on the physical sensations of walking and then stay attentive to the process as you go. Or you can stay focused on a single aspect of your movement. For example, the sound of the shoes hitting the sidewalk. And as your thoughts come in, very much like mindful meditation, as your thoughts come in, be aware of them and let them go with each step. Or if you're moving, you can simply pay attention to your breath. Go for a walk and simply pay attention to your breath, the air around you, the present moment, right? This is a way of doing mindful meditation while you're actually walking, while you're actually on the move. So bring in your sensory experience, becoming aware of how your body is feeling in the air, the sounds you're hearing, the things you're seeing without attaching to any one idea or thought. There's no judgment here. You're not going to berate yourself for not walking fast enough or for being out of shape. You're not going to judge the color of the neighbor's house or all the cars they have in the driveway. You're going to focus on your breath, the sensory experience in your body with each step you take and release the other thoughts to come, right? So I think all three of these forms of meditation and, and so many others that I touched on can have a life-changing benefit on our experience. As long as you're compassionate and patient with yourself, this is a practice. This is like training for a marathon or studying for the test. You show up every day, you sit quietly, you or, or move quietly, bringing in your experience of the moment. And when we can do that, it helps us release all the external and internal things that are weighing us down. Not always and not immediately, but as we develop our practice, we can see our present moment for what it is and usually discover that that's where our power is, that that's enough. So there are times now when I'm feeling really reactive and upset in the middle of my day about something and I can bring my awareness back to my breath right in the middle of that moment and say, okay, Let's be here now. Let's be here now. And that's come because of my meditation practice. And and that's helped a whole lot. It took me a long while. And I can't always get there now. And I don't always get there. But when I'm my best self, this practice shows up for me. And that's what it's about, really. So here are a couple of things to keep in mind. These are meditative moment killers, right? And, and these are things that don't help our practice. One is don't beat yourself up. You'll hear voices and some will sound like a woman who nags your husband or yells at the kid or the grouchy mother-in-law. And those are your own critical inner voices. And in the beginning, they will be strong and they will be coming in and saying, hey, crazy girl, get up off the couch and do something. What are you even doing here? That's meditating too, right? So don't judge those voices. Notice them and let them go. Don't beat yourself up. Don't overcommit. Start small to something, a time commitment, a place that you feel like you can do. This isn't a job. It's a practice. Make a commitment that is doable and do it every day or at least most days. And then as your practice develops, 
you'll add minutes or do it at different times of the day as well. But in the beginning, start small, set your timer. Okay. Don't jump in or jump out. Before you begin your actual meditation time, plan a minute to sit quietly and settle into the session. It takes a second for us to cue our bodies and our brains that we're doing something special here. So we have to give ourselves that beat to become aware, to commit to the meditation, to feel the peace that comes. And when you're done with your meditation, come out slowly and sit quietly for a couple of minutes at the end. So you're not shocking your system by immediately getting up and doing the dishes right? We have a real world routine going on. But that minute before meditating, before the timer actually starts, prime yourself for the session. And at the end, go gentle with yourself and acknowledge what you've accomplished by sitting quietly or walking meditatively and mindfully. Meditation is, is a soulful workout. Be patient with that. You know, it, it requires us to work with our brains and our minds and our bodies. And those three components can be unruly. Just notice that unruliness, like the noisy kids in the back of the car, and and trust that you can still keep going and that that quiet, that noise will settle into quiet. It takes a while to get our bodies in shape and, and it takes a while to get our minds and our brains and our spirits uh, in shape too. But it's the practice of noticing, it's the practice of meditating that counts most of all. Don't worry about outcomes. Don't make this hard. Don't worry about following the rules too closely. Just find a place to get quiet and get meditating, right? So that's the Simply Start Today. Try a mindfulness meditation. Find a spot where you can get quiet for 10 minutes today. Sit still, set your timer, and simply notice inhaling and exhaling your breath. Notice the thoughts coming through. They'll probably sound something like, am I doing this right? Or I can't believe I'm meditating. Or is this crazy? Notice them. Don't attach to them. Don't judge yourself or judge them. Let them come in and out. And then after your timer goes off, sit for a minute and make a promise to yourself to try this again tomorrow in the same time and same place. Do this for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days or five years or whatever it is for you. But give it a time to take root. If nothing else, you'll have a pocket of quiet time for you to gather your thoughts, to notice and be more deliberate in your noticing and your living. And that's a powerful place to be. That quiet time alone, I think, has huge advantages and uh, helps us settle into our life in a more proactive, creative way. So this is a gift to you, meditation time. Set some time aside, do it each day. And let me know how it goes. Be gentle. Remember, be gentle. I keep saying that because even now, years into this, I have times when I'm like, well, that was a waste of time. And no, it's not wasted time. It's the practice of sitting with your thoughts. And that is a, a powerful time. Let me know how it goes. You can tweet me at PL Campbell or find me on Facebook at Polly Campbell author and uh, go easy. I think when we find these moments to be with our own thoughts, to mindfully be in the world, we will all live well, do good and be happy. I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. 
You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour. 